Dominus Vobiscum. Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Lucam. Zechariah, his father, filled with the Holy Spirit, prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior born of the house of his servant David. Through his prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hand of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Verbum Domini. When God made a promise, He always keeps that promise. The promise he made is to send a savior, to send a redeemer. The savior and redeemer is one and the same. The eternal word made flesh who dwells among us, Jesus Christ. Zechariah, as we know, had been mute because of his unbelief when the promise made to him about his own son. And today, his mouth is unmute. Today, his mouth is opened so that he can proclaim that God truly keeps his promise, not only about his own son, John the Baptist, but more prominently, about the Savior himself who's been promised to come and to redeem the world. And the church prays this, praises of Zechariah every morning through her liturgy. Through his prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies. He promised 
He would save us from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This whole Benedictus is about God's promise being fulfilled primarily in Jesus Christ for whom we have been preparing for the past four weeks in a special way for his coming. And the antiphon for the invitatory this morning sets our minds and our hearts ready for God's promise to come. Today you will know the Lord is coming. And in the morning, you will see his glory. And we know that one of the characteristics of Christmas is this giving of gifts, giving of presents. This is so universal. This is true in the United States. This is true in Rome. This is true in Indonesia. This is true everywhere else. Gifts are meant to help us know in a tiny way how much we appreciate others, how much others appreciate us, how much we love others, or how much others love us. And this giving and receiving of gifts is a very tiny reflection of what the world is receiving from God the Father, who is the giver of all gifts, who gives his son Jesus, born in Bethlehem. We take time to find gifts for our loved ones. We take time to wrap them nicely so that we, in a way, can help bring joy in a tiny way unto their hearts for this special season. But let's not forget the babe of Bethlehem himself. Let's not forget to give gifts to him. We typically bring gifts whenever we come to someone's birthday celebration. Christmas is like going to someone's birthday celebration. How fitting to bring gifts for the Christ child. But what kind of gift can we give him? He's the one who created the world. He has everything. He has the world and everything in it that he created. And I could not help but think this morning about this, the song which you all know too, The Little Drummer Boy. He said, I have no gift to bring that's fit to give our king. I have no gift to bring that's fit to give our king. Yet each one has a gift that's fitting to give to our king. The little drummer boy plays for him on his drum. He gives him all he has. That's the fitting gift for our king, the gift of ourself. The gift of ourselves, even 
our brokenness, even our shortcomings, even our sinfulness, even our sins. This is the beauty, the joy of Christmas is that God comes to us regardless how broken we are. The world is broken, that's why God comes. He comes for us. Yes, God made his promise and he keeps his promise. We made promises to him too, starting at our baptism. Promising to reject Satan, promising to reject his works, promising to reject his empty promises. Promising to believe in God the Father Almighty. Promising to believe in his Son. Promising to believe in Jesus, in the Holy Spirit and in the church. Promising to avoid sin. Unfortunately, we get weak many times to keep them. That we don't have a perfect record like the way God has a perfect record in keeping his promises. Thanks be to God that his mercy and love endures forever. We keep trying. We do our best in giving ourselves to God and to one another in this life so that we can be with him forever in the next. Again, let's not forget our little king, our little king who celebrates his birthday beginning this evening. And let's not forget to give our little king not only ourselves, but those we love here on earth and those we love who have gone before us, those who have died. St. Alphonsus Liguori said, most souls are released on Christmas Day. Followed by Easter, then our Lord's Feast Day and our, Lord and our Lady's Feast Days and Saturdays as days of rest, consolation, and deliverance. St. Alphonsus Liguori, doctor of the church, said most souls are released on Christmas Day. As my good friend Susan Tassoni said, to best celebrate Christmas, let's deck heaven's halls with the holy souls. Let's not forget them. Let's give them to our Lord in addition of giving of ourselves to him.